Welcome to the Thanks for Waiting podcast. I'm your host, Erin Lowry, a perpetual question asker, change enthusiast, wife, runner, mama, and eternal optimist. Together, we'll go deep into the mindsets and behaviors that will help you to recognize your potential and build the life you've always dreamed of. We'll frame or reframe our mindsets to see the world of opportunity directly in front of us. We'll share real-life tips and guidance toward building confidence and empowering ourselves and others so that instead of looking at life sorry that we're not yet where we want to be, we stare into the face of opportunity and say, thanks for waiting. I'm ready to dive in. Hello. Welcome back to the show. It's been a little while, huh? I'm delighted to be back in your headphones. Uh, Today, it's just going to be a pretty brief episode, but I want to say hello, welcome this show into the new year, and just give a little bit of an update what's going on, what has been going on in life that has pulled me temporarily away from staying on top of recording and releasing episodes for this show. I hope that this year has been off to a great start for you. Uh, It's been, it's a wild ride. Life's always a wild ride, right? And I hate being one of those people who's like, oh, it's been so busy or there's been so much going on. But I do think it's worth just giving kind of an update, life update on what things have looked like around these parts because there's been uh, an unexcused absence. So had to take a little bit of a break from the show just due to some some family stuff, um, some family health things that cropped up and, and needed more of my time and attention. And to be honest, kind of put me into a headspace that wasn't feeling super creative. Outside of that, I am also pregnant. So I'm pregnant with our second little. My first is two and a half And uh, I'm just now entering the second trimester, which is a huge relief. Let me just tell you, the first trimester for this pregnancy has put me on my ass quite literally. I haven't really moved much, um, which it's just been a huge surprise because when I was pregnant with my first, pregnancy was a breeze. Like, yeah, my first trimester, I was a little tired, zero morning sickness, really nothing to complain about. Sometime, I think it was like 30 weeks, we, my husband and I and some friends went for a hike and I had this big belly in front of me and went on a pretty long hike and I ended up screwing up my back. You don't need the the specific details. I separated my SI joint and was bedridden for several weeks and that was a grueling recovery, but that was like a situational thing. Otherwise, the pregnancy itself was so easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. <laughs> and then this one... Wow. Let's just talk about, wow. I have been sick. First and foremost, morning sickness, quote unquote morning sickness. That's hogwash. It was a 24 hour experience for me for the majority of the first trimester of pregnancy. I started getting nauseous very early in the pregnancy. Didn't really know what it was. Didn't expect that I was pregnant. I actually ended up taking a pregnancy test. It came back negative. I had a trip for work to Singapore. So I went on this big international trip and the whole time I was there, I felt horrible, horrible, like a train hit me. And I just assumed that it was jet lag. I was like, oh, that's what's going on here. Yeah. It's a 24 hour travel experience to get there. 
13 hour time difference from home. So I just assumed between the travel and the time difference and then all of the work events and, you know, it's, it's a busy time. I was there for a conference, which was awesome, but I was just wiped out. And literally I'm not exaggerating every single day by five 30 in the afternoon, I couldn't even form a sentence. I was so tired and physically nauseous. And it's funny because now when I think back to like the hotel that I stayed in or walking outside in in Singapore, I get nauseous. Like it's it's tough for me even to talk about because I want to gag and throw up because my association is like the entire time I was just so sick. I thought I was like, do I have food poisoning? It didn't really feel like food poisoning. So anyway, I took a test right before that trip, came back negative, took a test the day after I came home, positive immediately, took four tests just to be sure. And so here we are. I'm due middle of October, which we're stoked about. It's a little boy, also stoked about it. Remy, my son is, I don't think he really gets it. He he can't possibly understand when I say that I'm growing his baby brother in my tummy. He looks at me like I'm absolutely insane. And then we'll compare my tummy, which is not really a bump yet, but it's getting there. Second kid, Second time around, it pops a little earlier, but he compares it to his belly, like after he's eaten dinner and a popsicle, you know? So I don't think we're quite on the same page, but he'll get there. Anyway, after I found out I was pregnant, I have just been, one, so grateful to work from home because the illness has been next level. And I'll be on like work calls, taking a Zoom meeting and like have to lie and be like, oh, sorry, my internet's a little wonky today so that I can turn off my video and sprint to the bathroom to handle this morning sickness. So I'm super grateful to be coming out on the other side of that, hopefully pretty soon. It definitely has not fully subsided. I've been counting down the minutes to second trimester. And even though that's where we're at, I'm still not 100% out of the woods, but there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel. The other thing, I knew about morning sickness. You hear pregnant women talk about that all the time. I think one, it's a misnomer because most pregnant women I've talked to who have experienced this pregnancy nausea, it's not limited to the morning. That has definitely not been the case for me. It's kind of an all day thing or could happen at any time. But the other thing I didn't know about, I had never heard of until experiencing it and then looking up the symptoms is flu-like symptoms. So I, I had never known that this was a real thing, but I have felt like I've had the flu for eight weeks straight. No joke achy, 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 achy body feeling like, you know, when you have a fever and you're like, everything hurts, like you bump your elbow on something and it just radiates through your whole whole body. That's what this has felt like. Um, not, not trying to throw a pretty party here, but (laughs) maybe to give a little context and color to why I have been completely absent from the podcast, from social media. Uh, yeah, there's just been, it's just been a lot going on. So between family stuff, which I'm, very happy to have taken a step back from in order to devote attention to, and then feeling like a train hit me, an absolute garbage for the last three months. Uh, I'm happy to be returning a little bit to myself, feeling more alive, more well. Uh, everything is good though. None of the symptoms were indicators of anything bad or, or scary with the pregnancy. So baby looks good. We're doing well. We, when I first found out I was pregnant, I was like, okay, I want to know the gender, the sex of the baby immediately. Uh, I thought because I was feeling so trashy, I was certain that it was a girl because with Remy, my son, my pregnancy was totally different. So I wanted to find out right away. I ended up doing one of the at-home 
DNA tests that you can do. It's from Sneak Peek. They have a really high accuracy rating. I think it's something like 98, 99% accuracy rating for this test that you can do at home where you essentially take a blood sample from yourself and you send it into their lab and they test for male DNA because presumably the mother would only have male DNA if the baby is male. But there's always a, a window of error if you if there's male DNA anywhere around that could contaminate the needle or the sample or something like that. So I was super meticulous when I did the test and sent it in, but I kind of knew in my head, like, well, if it comes back positive for male, then I'm going to just wait until the anatomy scan. And so it came back positive for male. Nick was super excited. Remy was Remy was not even open to the option of a sister. It was like baby brother or bust. So he was stoked for as much as he can understand it. And I was a bit skeptical, but we had an ultrasound this week in which the doctor was able to confirm it's a boy. So he's going to be joining the fam in middle of October. Uh, that's kind of been, that's just the general personal life da- life update. Outside of that, we've been really intentional about just trying to be super present. That's kind of another reason that I've been absent on social media. It wasn't filling my cup to sound lame and, and corny. It just was like mindless scrolling and I wasn't feeling creative. I wasn't feeling inspired, like putting my own content out there mattered. And I found that I was just sort of in this cycle of like, if I'm on social media, it's because I'm avoiding doing something else that I ought to be doing or that would be better for me. So I deleted the social media apps probably in December. I don't know. I didn't have like a real formula behind it. I just was like, okay, I don't need it right now. And ended up staying off for several months, not even really paying attention. Like after that initial detox period, when you're like, my hand wants to open an app on my phone, but there's not an app to open, I kind of forgot about it and has not been a fixture in my life. And that's been awesome. I'm back on, back on now, back off the wagon, whatever you would say as a creeper, haven't really put anything out there, but it's been great to just kind of re-enter the world of social media. Cause I found that I do miss it as an opportunity one to just stay in the loop with other people's lives. And I do get inspired by it. I know that sounds lame, but I love the home content. I like fashion and beauty content. I like business content. I like all of that. I think people, I think the bar is so high for the type of content that people create now. And there are so many creative people. There are so many experts and there's a lot of bullshit too. And you just have to weed through that. But I really am grateful for uh, a curated community that I get a lot of value from. So it's been nice to return to social media with some boundaries and with some limitations. But along with my choice to take more of my day back to do other things with instead of just scrolling on my phone, I set an ambitious goal for myself for this year to read 50 books, five zero books in the year. I actually got the number from my friend Maureen. She was my roommate in college. She's just a joy. And it's, we've kind of like stayed peripherally in touch for She's one of those people, Maureen, shout out, whom I love to see on social media. And anyway, she had shared that she read, I don't remember her exact number, like 46 books or something last year. So I was like, oh, I'm going to up that by one. So I think my number was actually 47. And then I just realized I might as well round it out and make it 50 because I'm competitive. I know I'm working on it. Um, anyway, it's been great. I think I'm at almost 20 books because I've had so much more free time in the mornings and in the evenings. 
instead of being on my phone. So that's been a really great proof of concept that if you say that you don't have time to do something, audit how much time you're spending on your screen, because chances are you do actually have time to do something. You're just wasting it without any checks or balances around that. At least that's my case. I'm not going to sit here and preach at you. So I've read a lot of uh, interesting books. I don't have them in front of me right now, to be honest with you. So maybe as a follow-up podcast episode, I'll talk through some of my reviews, things that I've really enjoyed, books that I loved, um, maybe a revival of the Thanks for Waiting book club, which was such a highlight of late last year and then sadly has also fallen off because I fell off. But if there's still interest, I would love to resurrect um, and now have some some great ideas and content for that in, in the way of books. But it's been really fun to, first of all, I think just broadly, 2022 was a year in which I just, I made a commitment to keeping promises that I made to myself. I know that also sounds very Pinteresty and a little bit lame, but the truth is, it's, I at least for me, and I want to paint with broad strokes for everybody, but for me... I'm a very goal-oriented, ambitious person. We all know this. That's how we ended up on this podcast. And in so doing, I start a lot of things. I love, I'm a serial starter. Where I don't always do myself justice is in the follow-through. And it's most of the time when I stop doing something, it's not because I lost interest. It's not because I'm intimidated to keep going. It's not because I'm hitting friction. I actually love to do hard things. Like I thrive in doing the hardest workout or setting a really ambitious goal for myself in a marathon time. And I'm I'm saying this only to say that I am someone who really enjoys challenges. So usually when I stop doing something or when I start and then it falls off, most of the time it's an overcommitment issue. Most of the time I'm starting too many things at one time. And this is like cardinal rule number one of my goal setting episode, which I think was the very first episode I launched on this podcast is like, don't overcommit. Don't try to change too many things at one time. And I'm good about monitoring that when I'm sitting down in a goal setting session, but I realized a little moment of self-awareness over the last several months that I don't often realize when I'm picking up new things that take up my time because they're gradually accruing in my life in the same way that maybe you have an ambition to start off only having one subscription, one streaming service, so Netflix, and then your favorite show is on Hulu. And so you subscribe to Hulu just because you just want to watch that one show. And then HBO picks up a new show until you subscribe to that. It's like in the same way that you accidentally could have six streaming services when you gradually pick them up on accident and didn't realize, that's kind of what I do with projects or time commitments and things. And so 2022 was a really good learning experience for me and realizing that I was keeping commitments to myself. I was keeping promises to myself to start things and to just do the damn thing. So launch the podcast, get a certification, do a new training course, whatever it may be. But I wasn't really great about continuously sort of auditing and checking in against how all of these things coming onto my plate were going to continue to fit. And so 2023 was kind of an opportunity or has been an opportunity up to this point to really audit that because of other situations outside of those commitments, health and being pregnant and all of that, because of those things that forced me to step away 
I really have had the opportunity to get clarity around some of the things that are super important to me that I want to pick back up. Some of the things that maybe are not serving me right now, or now is not the right time for them. And some things that I just want to let go of altogether. And that's fine too. And it's not me giving up because things got hard. It's recognizing that I can't be everything to everyone or everything to me all at one time. And there's a time and a place for certain things. And I think that's, that's conceptually, you know, we talk about that with relationships, like someone may have been a great friend to you at one in one season of life, but people come and go in our lives, things come and go in our lives. And I think it's been important for me to take a step back and sort of recognize, uh, if, if I'm going to keep balance first, if I'm going to keep balance with my life, with the things that really matter the most, my family, my free time, or my creative time or whatever it may be. And also the things that I'm trying to grow and build my job, my team, my, the podcast, things like that. It's important to sort of stack rank them and get really honest with myself around what the time commitment is behind all of those, um, what the emotional commitment is behind all of those things and, and just be willing to remove certain things or edit that lineup to best suit what's going on right now. So with all of that said, it's still a work in progress. I've greatly missed the podcast. And so I'm eager to get back into the swing of this and and find an appropriate way to do that. My goal is like in giving myself grace to be able to be responsive to what's going on in life to keep you guys in the loop with that um, as much as is appropriate, obviously. So I will be going on maternity leave come October. Hopefully we have more episodes in the can. But, you know, this is just my pre-warning. Um for, for that potential or for that reality, I should say. So anyway, that's sort of a life update. It seemed appropriate to just share where I'm at, give a little bit of context and color to content that we might be having in upcoming episodes. I would love to hear from you if there are things that you want to cover or that you want to hear from me. If it's work-related, job-specific, career-focused, like so much of the content on this show is. Awesome. Send your ideas to me. If some of the more personal stuff is of interest to you, it's funny because it feels weird to be personal, and yet that's exactly what I crave from other, like when I'm consuming content from other creators, that's what I almost always want is like, I want in on the mess. I want to know more about what's going on with them personally. So I don't want to assume that any one of you wants an open door into my house, but if that's also of interest, then I'm happy to share more about, you know, pregnancy journey from number two and becoming a mom to two, a working mom to two. I'm also super curious to see how adding another babe to the mix changes our family dynamic, but also changes me having my first completely, it took me, I've talked about this on the show before. It took me 18 months to really feel like myself again, or like someone I recognized. And the myself of today is very different than myself pre-kids. So I'm interested to see, I think I feel better prepared at least for the fact that there will be a change in, in me. And I'm just so curious to what that is. I, I feel far less intimidated and scared of it. Maybe if you're a mom with multiple kids, a working mom with multiple kids, maybe you're laughing. You're like, sister, you have no idea what you're talking about. It just gets crazier. Go ahead and tell me. That's fine. But I'm optimistic in thinking that it's it's been a great thing so far with the first. It's been a pretty smooth ride so far. So I'm curious to see how it goes with the number two. But anyway, 
I'll wrap this up now. It's just great to be back with you. Thank you for your patience. Thanks for coming back to the show. Thanks for putting up with the personal demands of my life that took me away from the show for a little bit. And I'm eager to get reconnected with you. Like I said, if you have thoughts or topics or guests that you'd really be interested in learning from or talking about or all of these different things, any input that you have for the show going forward, I'm all ears. I'd love to hear exactly from you how I can best serve you in this medium. So until next time, it was great to be with you. Thank you for listening to the Thanks for Waiting podcast. If you enjoyed this show, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And I would be so appreciative if you would leave a review and let other listeners know what you loved. You can also follow along with my daily happenings on Instagram at aaron.france or check out my website, aaronlowry.com forward slash podcast. Be well, do good.